Pero pepo. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm Chase Williams. Across the table from me is Hunter Dorsett, and this is another episode of Just the Quip. Just the Quip is pretty simple. We get on the microphone and we talk about whatever you want. You're at the whims of our whimsy. Mm-hmm. The whims of our whimsy. We babble. Is that okay to say that? I think that, that counts. That's fine. That, it'll go. <laughs> it passes. It's uh, Thursday night, May 7th. Hunter and I are both bored, so we're going to get on these microphones. Now, Hunter... You watched recently Elon Musk unveil the Tesla Tesla Energy, his new line or his new product division, I guess, and Tesla whatever he owns, you know. Yes. Um, and the Powerwall. And so that's what I want to talk about today is just sort of let's just go through the uh, the presentation in a roundabout way. We're not experts. Yeah. No Far way. from it. No way. <laughs> so before we get into specifics, I just want to hear like your knee-jerk reaction, uh, just overall impressions of like the the presentation. Well, um, you know, it seemed pretty clear to me that he was trying to keep like a down-to-earth sort of feeling to it. He wasn't trying to get super technical and over the top about the nature of the presentation, which I appreciated. Um, you know, it it, it kind of uh, came together. Um, to look almost like an iPhone sort of thing, in my opinion. I just feel like every freaking presentation looks like that now. You know, is it is it that is it that every presentation looks like that one, or is it that that one just cast the mold and that like yeah yeah, you yeah. can't escape it? Yeah, I think that's how it was. Yeah, so totally. like, yeah, you almost like don't know whether or not it's their fault or if it's the the you know Steve Jobs' fault. I mean, he was even wearing a black undershirt, and then yeah. we just watched TED Talks. Everyone was wearing black. It's yeah. always black. It's, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, black's a great color. So <laughs> it's, it's, my favorite. it's your favorite color. <laughs> it's the absence. Um, but you know, I I think that he just wanted to put things in perspectives. I guess that people could hopefully grasp. You know, like with having like the size of like the pixel representing yeah. we'll battery get into power, that. power all yeah. that, you know, whatever. But, you know, I thought it was good. And my, my knee-jerk reaction was that I liked it. And it seemed uh, compelling uh, just to kind of see how that might actually play out in, in reality, like with people trying to use that as a long-term investment for energy production. Yeah, because when, when I first asked what you thought, your, your, your response was, I'm sold, right? And... To me, when you go up there, you go up on a stage and you tell anybody, hey, I'm going to solve the world's energy problems and it's going to be really easy. All we got to do is this. <laughs> yeah, of course I'm sold. You know, like who's going to say no to that, right? So where, do this, where does the skepticism start? Um, I guess we'll give some details. So basically it's like $3,000 for what's called the power wall unit. Yeah. And this thing sits on your wall. It collects um, sunlight on your roof. And it essentially powers your home, or it can be like a backup generator, uh, mm-hmm. through stored sunlight. And if you want, you can buy like the power brick, I believe it was called, which is like a much larger battery, and it stars or, and it stores a much more energy, and it'll last you way longer. Mm-hmm. Or was it like the power pack? The power pack, yeah, yeah, I think. So the power pack. So yeah, he was basically saying, and with this down-to-earth nature, he got up on the stage and he was like, yeah, so you know, pollution sucks. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it does, yeah. it does suck. Okay. And he's like, uh, we could actually fix this. It's pretty easy. Everyone says it's not, but all we need to do is have enough solar panels to, to harvest the energy from this gigantic fusion reactor in the sky. Mm-hmm. And with an, and, and he showed on a map how big of an area you would need that would, if it was full of so, solar panels, you could essentially power the world 
with um, energy. And it was like roughly the size of like probably four maybe cities, you know. Mm-hmm. He showed it up in like the Texas panhandle. Yeah. And so we'll just say it was like what, four New Yorks? Yeah. I mean just in for, Texas that's always bigger than you think, but it was it it was, you know, much smaller than you'd expect. It it looked like maybe a county or something. So, yeah, maybe like half of a Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah, or, or, probably more. <laughs> like Yeah, so he's saying like for the size of half of half or more of Rhode Island, we could solve we could store enough energy from the sun to run completely on sunlight. Um so where does where does the skepticism begin with a statement like that? Well, I've heard uh, scientists state similar claims, like that if we could harness all of the Earth's out or the Sun's output, that it would be like six thousand times what the Earth needs, or something. We mm-hmm. only need to harvest like a certain point at a certain ref- like refracti- refractory angles worth of the Sun's output to be able to like you know harvest our energy needs but 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 yeah i mean no like we haven't really seen any sort of like presentation or, or utilization of solar energy in that sort of fashion so like it's all just you know a hypothesis right now do you think with elon musk's like mystique and his prominence in the media over the last year and year and a half and with his stock going from like 30 bucks to 200 bucks with the success of his car that it took somebody like him to actually get the attention. Maybe that people have already been saying this, like you're saying, but we didn't listen because now we have, we, it, it has to come from someone like Elon. I guess. I mean, there is sort of like a lab coat effect with, you know, you put your trust in certain people to display what your future is going to be like almost. And, um, you know, Elon Musk kind of has taken on that sort of throne, that yeah. that jobs I feel like left behind, um, and but that I, I think that that frustrates me though because that means that we have selective hearing, and I think that that kind of sucks. You know, like that means that there are people that are telling you straight faced other things, you know, other truths that that could be worked on, you know, in different areas and different realms, and people are just kind of. Take it by the wayside, in one ear, out the other, you know. Yeah. But if, if if you have a name and face and power and backing like Elon Musk, well, then maybe, you know, us skeptical people will listen, kind of thing. And that doesn't take that doesn't mean that everything Elon Musk does is right, but it definitely sure. gives him like that sort of like trust. Yeah, no, I get it. That's a that's a good point. But at the same time, like we can at least look at his laundry list of a resume and see, yeah. I guess, the success that he's had. Mm-hmm. He's a genius, dude. He is. Yeah. He's. So there you go. So yeah, I mean, I really was interested in watching this presentation mostly because I mean, I'll, I'll put it to you right now. Like I I am skeptical of the whole like Elon getting up there very casually and coolly saying like, "Yeah, I mean, it works. Um all you need to do is buy it and install it and that's that." And enough of me is like I put my belief in this guy that okay. Um I believe you, Elon. But where my where my skepticism comes in is like fighting uh you know there's going to be hell litigiously with um electric companies utility companies uh just producing enough to get to everybody because you know that you know everyone's gonna be buying these up as fast as they can yeah um you know we got to see we need to see it happen first before we can fully put our gusto behind it right but that being said i am in the camp that if anyone's gonna do it it's gonna be this guy 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, one of the main reasons I was, I, or one of the main things I was looking at in the presentation was just to get a read of this guy's personality. Cause I've just read so much about him now. I've seen pictures of him. I don't know how this guy talks or acts or anything. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Have, have you, I mean, have you seen him before? Yeah, I've seen him, I've seen him a good bit for the past year. How so. do you feel about his personality? I mean, you, you look at other, um, look at someone like Steve jobs or anybody else who gets on there and has like an influential voice. I mean, how does he sort of fit into ever, into other I guess, leadership? I guess he just seems sort of like, you know, like an Americanized version of a foreigner, I guess, that just seems really, really smart and really, like, driven. But he wants he wants to make complex things more simple, I think, mm-hmm. is, his, is his big thing, kind of, in an overall thought. But I don't, I don't know. I, you know, it's not like we can really see how these people are like, like every way that I've seen him has definitely been like a pub, you know, a yeah. published sort of like he wants it to look that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what he's actually like, who knows, but sure. Um, but you know, yeah, he does have a, a bit of enchantment around him. I think he's, he's, he's charismatic in an interesting way, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't give a perfect presentation, which I think makes him a little more credible. If anything, it wasn't, it didn't feel like a memorized suit speech. You know, there was some stuttering and some laughing and some ums and some like colloquial language, like this sucks, you know? And like, I, I kind of liked that honesty. Yeah. And there was interaction with the crowd and stuff too. Yeah. Can you they, they were there? They were just like calling out, just like, save us, man. <laughs> He's like, all right. Yeah. But that's, see, uh, that's what I'm trying to do. How much of that attitude is warranted? And you know, saying that okay i believe this will work because it's elon when do when do we stop when we don't want to give this guy a blank check with our minds you know i mean i guess it would just takes like a metric screw up for anything to stop but we seem to feel that elon musk's intentions are very good intentions especially with the fact that his cars have open um open source on his patents and he, he announced that the same will be for these power walls. Yeah. So you can, you know, you can get into the patents on that. So how much of that sort of builds his caricature caricature for the public, you know? I mean, it does, but I mean, I think that if he really, you know, he, he has a lot of money and he's putting a lot of good, uh, quality R and D, uh, driven products, you know, in front of people. And I think that's why, you know, like when we talk about the open patent kind of thing, that's also like a marketing thing as well. Like, yes, it's driving the competition and you have the other people have the ability to learn off what you did, but you're also like sort of arrogant, of it. Sort, sort of arrogantly saying like, we think we have the best in the business. You can try and follow if you want. Mm-hmm. Sort of that. And that's, that's, you know, the duality of the game, right? Because, his his thing is like I feel like if he comes across in this sort of nonchalant, cool manner, then it's a lot easier for us to get behind his thing. Whereas if other people come with this this revolutionary new breakthrough, it's gonna change everything. Yeah. Then everyone's yeah. gonna be like, eh, heard it before. Well, like, well, yeah, and you know, it's surprising because people are are pretty, you know reticent to change even if it's good change you know people are still kind of like i don't know there there can be too much of a good thing kind of thing so you know i i think that i think that he has a very well um like he's preconceived his 
you know, his manner, how he's going to be perceived in the public very well. And um, <clears throat> I don't really, I don't really know how else to speak to it, but it's like, yeah, it's I think what we should say is that we need to hire his PR guy for Woody Banter. <laughs> yeah. And get this thing <laughs> off the ground and rolling. Hey, man, it's been rolling for a year and a half. It has. It's rolling right along. Now, <laughs> he ends the presentation talking about this gigafactory. Where, Mm -hmm. you know, for however much space... So he's already built one in Nevada. And in Nevada, this Gigafactory is essentially pumping out these batteries. Yes. And the Gigafactory cost, I looked it up, it was like $56 to build. And Mm -hmm. he needed the help of like five other companies and stuff. It was a collaborative effort. It was a big effort. But when he put it in the presentation, what he basically said was like, okay, well, this shit works, I promise. Um, (laughs) People are going to want it, so we're going to need to build more of them, which means we're going to need more factories. And so he frames this gigafactory uh, as a product, is how he describes it. He's like, I want to think of this factory as a product where you can essentially buy a gigafactory. And I guess that sort of automatically enters you into my company kind of realm, you know. And essentially, I guess, let's say you buy a gigafactory, now you get a cut of all the batteries made there. Yeah. So it, it allows another company to sort of invest in him while simultaneously upping up the production and such. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems really smart. Now you're the more kind of a business guy. Have you seen, is this just a, a pretty typical way of how investment works and it's just being applied in a different space in a different way? Or how does this look to you? Blah, blah, blah. What do you think? I mean, I'm sure what we know is very vague. I mean, there's different ways that you can interact with, uh, you know, a product like this. You could have it to where, um, you know, somebody puts fronts up the money mm-hmm. for it, um, and then they are, you know, the creditors. So then Tesla would make the factory with their loaned money, and they would make interest on, you know, the loan and stuff. You can have people that, you know, say they build a gigafactory, and then they want to contract it out to some people or whatever to, to actually be working it. You can have that kind of setup. You can have, like, a leasing thing set up where... You know, if they don't want to keep it the whole time, that they could just be kind of using it as as a production schedule only for a certain limited amount of time. So there's all sorts of like different agreements that they could have. Sure, um, but I mean, I so when he says it's a product, though, to me that just sounds like you buy this thing. Yeah, but you, I I almost think about it more like franchising. You know, just like yeah. like getting a McDonald's and making it churn out production. You know, and and McDonald's is a pro like. Like a McDonald's restaurant is a is is a product of McDonald's. Like while it's not like you know food, but it's a, yeah, it's a very um, high. If, but yeah, I I don't really know. Like he did say that he wants it to be sort of like this big machine, and I don't really know if they. I don't really know what the Gigafactory actually does. It, does it just like power a whole city city, or does it just make batteries? I think it just makes batteries. But I, because I don't understand why you would need so many gigafactories if it just makes batteries. But if it was like you put a gigafactory in a city and then it like powers that city, then, you know, it makes sense for them to try and like get it to, you know, start having more of those available to the public. Sure. Yeah. I'm trying to look here online at some of these articles. A lot of the articles don't, they just make a passing mention of the gigafactory. And I watched the thing about a week ago. So I'm a little, um, a little hazy on it. From my understanding, it just kind of looked like the, the Gigafactory was like a self-sustained, uh, like I think it was all mechanically, per, like everything in there is automated, yeah. and it's probably equipped with sunlight or solar panels, so it's probably doing its own energy as well. Mm-hmm. I want to say that 
it probably just makes batteries, but maybe they can sort of convert it into just a solar farm. That way, let's say in our utopian outcome, enough batteries are made to power the world. We no longer have to use them anymore. Therefore, we can just decommission these gigafactories and turn them into solar farms. I don't know. I'm yeah. speaking just totally out of my butt <laughs> right now. But, um, I, thought, I thought it was pretty cool how in the, uh, in the um, presentation that they noted how the whole presentation was run on filtered solar power or whatever but that was cool anyway so the camp i'm in is like skeptical optimism it's just like i said earlier i think if anybody could execute a vision it's going to be this dude and what he lined out seems simple enough because that's how they presented it if that ends up being the case who knows uh you know the implications of like he was saying no longer would we need to create infrastructure to get somebody um, electricity? We can just go install this thing. That's mm-hmm. a very that's very exciting. Yeah, I mean, so this basically, uh, essentially, this is proposing that we can get off the grid, right? The power grid. We could just have solar power or solar panels set up on our roofs, take in solar sunlight, store it into these batteries, and then those batteries are like, you know, 10 kilowatt hours, and they can charge our home from day to day. Yeah, So, essentially. Yeah, I mean, that that is a major disruptive technology. But, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's a great... It's great that it's coming out now because I think solar panels... Solar energy is ba- about to be in a transformative role. Um, I think solar panels are becoming 30% more efficient every year. I think that might be uh, a a stat that I heard in some article that I read. And as you get, like, from very, like, there's a certain threshold that you cross when you're doing that rate of um, increase where it goes from, like, very, very little to a lot. So you're doing, you're actually putting out a lot of energy with with your solar panels at a certain point. So I think that, I think solar energy is going to be, I think it has to be like what we refer to. And, but it was weird because, you know, he talks about the battery thing the whole time. And is it, is it a solar powered battery? But it's a, it's a battery that harnesses solar energy. And so if there's no solar energy, there's no energy. Right. And he made passing mention of that in the, um, in, in the presentation, he talks about rainy days. He talks about nighttime, Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, yeah, these are, you know, these are huge obstacles, but, and I, I don't, you know, I've kind of forgotten what he said about it, but I think the gist was these things are so efficient and they work so good that they store the energy that you're going to need during these hard times. Um, yeah. But I think if, I think we can kind of think of a worst possible case scenario for probably any electric source, energy source, you know, they're like, what if uh, there was the power grid now went down and we were out of energy? Okay. Well, what if, it rained for four years straight and we'd have sun. Well, we'd be screwed either way, you know? Yeah. But I guess the idea would be that you would still have the grid as like a backup almost like, yeah, like if you didn't, you didn't have to use any of the energy, but like if you did have to use energy, you'd kind of have that as a fail safe. Yeah. He was sort of spinning it as like, if you want to buy one power wall, then it's going to be like a great generator or maybe it runs like a few things. But if you buy like up to four, I think he said you can put up to nine of them in a house. He's like, if you have up to nine of these and he, he made allusion to like, you could basically run a mansion on it alone (laughs) and party your ass off and it's fine, you know? (laughs) So it sounds like 
And I don't know if this probably factors into how he's just presenting the information, not trying to be like, we're going to fucking destroy energy as we know it. If you screw these oil guys, it's like, hey, yeah, you can use it as a generator, but guess what? It's good enough to, to get us off the grid completely. Yeah. Harkening, relying on batteries, though, is what kind of freaks me out because I've always heard and what I've known from people who like are into this shit batteries are the most limiting factor in like technology growth there is like as everything gets exponentially quicker with like processing power and memory and all this mm. what's sort of holding us back is batteries and how like you know basically everything's been running at like a four to five hour battery life that we use and it, there's never been this breakthrough where it's like you only have to charge this thing once a fucking year you know yeah. So the fact that these batteries that he has, he has are still lithium ion, which are the ones that like we've always used. I'm like, okay, I really want to know how you're doing this that everyone else hasn't been able to do it. Mm. Uh, so that's a little skepticism as well. Yeah. It also, who knows, like however long he's had this in development, right? Let's say four years he's been working on this thing. We've been, we've seen, who knows, yeah. who knows right? Yeah. He's, we've seen tweets and rumors about how he's working on battery technology and how years, you know, he, he'd been building that first gigafactory already for some time now. So this, this was sort of in the making. We also see oil companies like BP and Exxon put out commercials all the time, how they're like, Exxon is at the forefront of looking at renewable energy and, and being cutting edge and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And here Elon is just it says, okay, I figured it out. To me, it makes me distrust and dislike those energy companies even more. Because I'm like, if you truly were going after this, how have you not done what this guy's done? Well, I mean, different people have different scopes for the future, you know? I mean, Exxon, wa Exxon wants to do all of the best energy directives that fit in line with their company goals as well. So, But they want to survive, Yeah. right? And a lot of that is if we're going to survive, we kind of need to hold on to the oil. But if we want to survive, that means, and, and let's say this guy gets us off of that, then we're going to have to move to what he's doing. And if in the last 10, 20 years, they've been telling us that they're researching all of this renewable stuff and never once have we seen anything really come from it. I, I don't know. It just makes me a little more, even more suspicious than I already am of gas companies. And, and I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he yeah i mean the the battery thing is sort of a different thing than the the oil and gas i think with you know but i mean he is tackling that as well with the cars um well yeah but you 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 don't forget that where we get our electric power is still from oil and coal whether it's we're putting it in a car or we're getting it or it's yeah. powering our lights like somewhere out there now coal is being burned to convert um, energy for the grid, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, that's, that's frustrating, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, he's trying to, it was kind of like when we were watching, I guess the Avengers, they said something about how he's like, Oh, you, you would never duck under the wire for your soldier. And, save him or something he's like i think i would just cut the wire you know and and that's what musk is trying to do he's just trying he's trying to he's find trying to pull the plug he's trying to pull a knit in the sweater in the fabric of society and uh see if if you know it leads to new you know new ways of of living and i i don't know i can i just see myself wanting to invest in things like that just because like 
it would be nice to feel like you have not contributed to like world famine or world energy, you know, uh, for me, honestly, it just, <laughs> I feel like I get to participate in a new generation. You know, yeah. that's the whole reason why we even talked about when we talked about like the Tesla sports car mm-hmm. growing up wanting like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or an Aston Martin, all these things, right? They're super nice cars, amazing cars. But yeah, let's say I grow, I, I, when, once I'm older, I'm able to export a, if, if afford a very nice sports car. I almost want to be like, I'm going to get the Tesla because yeah. that was created in my time. And this is the car of the future. I respect everything else, but like, I'm going to go with this, you know, it's sort of like the car of our generation. I feel like. yeah, that's exactly what I'm sort you of know? getting at. And I, I really, f- and that makes us like, Oh dude, Elon's the voice of our generation then, you know, but he, it, he's I think Steve Jobs is probably right that still that more, but he, I mean he's taking on that role. So. But it, yeah, it's just crazy to say that out loud. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's just crazy to say like let this transformation happen and like his influence is continuing to grow at least in my sphere. You know. Yeah, but I mean it's just like how we we do have to remember that it's still a company. Yeah, yeah. So so we have to think about. But know, that doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me, but. You know, to a certain extent, it's like we allow companies to like, you know, drive like Apple is just such a big part of my life now, you know, like every day I probably have like Apple stuff in front of me at least like 40 percent of the day. And like whether or not you really like realize it, you end up kind of like letting them into your world a lot whenever you ha- whenever they have such an amazing compelling product that you know is like well, a life changing thing we even thing. talked about disney how like we honestly don't know the extent of disney's thing scares me man because of the money they have the properties they own and the fact that like they kind of own culture they own pop culture in a lot of ways it's ridiculous yeah so yeah there is an area i mean it is scary but it doesn't bother me that it's that it's a company you know if if things start going wrong, hopefully we have it in our power as citizens of the world to stop it, you know, in mm. some capacity, which is, I guess, another, another, um, like a caveat to having the guy in the audience saying like, save us, Elon. It's like, we need to be, we need to constantly check our reality and make sure that we don't give this guy the keys to the world, you know, but yeah. allow him to do what he's going to do. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's it's just weird because like I guess my question would be like if I say like the end of the world happened right and it's just our house, if we still have this system up, are we still gonna get electric power? Yeah, that's the idea. That's pretty crazy. Exactly. Yeah. That's incredibly disruptive. Yeah. And it's it's to me it it doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> sounds the Walking awesome. Dead will never be the same. <laughs> Season seven, they're all they're just, just like playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> they run all of their like automated defense mechanisms on their power packs. These zombies ain't got shit on thousands so, of years power. later. The zombies finally like evolve enough to take out the sun. And that's when the actual apocalypse starts. <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick is just Elon Musk all the time. Yeah. Well, that's been just the quip. Uh, everybody. Thanks for listening. It's a, just an off topic show. I'm going to, we're going to get like a, a, a train, like an intro going Ooh, for that. Yeah, we'll get a little chug-a-lug. We'll fill it out. But until then, uh, you can all...